You're listening to a Monkey Buns production. Hi, listeners. It's me, Alfie, here. Hello. Welcome to the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast. I never thought I'd say that again. Uh, so, yes, we're back and in kind of new form because, obviously, as you will all know, um, uh, times have changed somewhat and we've got a football feast coming up. Well, that's the plan anyway. Um, so, those who were listening before know that uh, we spend a lot of time researching stuff and have stats and all these plans laid out. But there are no plans now, are there? I mean, who knows what's going on? So instead, I think going forward uh, for the next few weeks or however long this football is going to last, I decided to invite some uh, informed friends to talk with me. And uh, we, we talk through things. And in this episode, uh, we're going to hear some nice chats about the return of football, obviously. Uh, we can talk about the Champions League, home win percentage, how that's affected by the empty stadiums, the sound effects in the empty stadiums, what we're looking forward to, the tactical approach to fantasy football, of course, what you should be doing or not doing, or basically no one knows. Uh, winners or losers, who's going to come out on top? Uh, the cheap young players that are available. We even have time for a quick quiz and to finish off talking about England football team. That's what it is. Um, yeah, so we're back. Uh, you listeners, I hope you are listening. If you're not, this is just a bloke somewhere in London talking to himself in a microphone. So moving forward, yes, I did use that term. Uh, this is going to be the for, for now. If you do want to get in contact, give us some feedback. Look, I'm always up for that. I don't get enough of that. You can find me on Twitter, Alpha Evers, or you can do through the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast on Twitter. Alternatively, you can just go to my website, alphievers.com, and message me there. Uh, if you are going to send abuse, kind of nice abuse will be good. Uh, but feedback is good. Tell me what you like, what you don't like, what you'd like to see in the future. That'd be great. Uh, I'm going to stop rabbiting on. Now I'm going to pass you to myself and my friends. we got uh, Tommy Gunn, you may recognise, the social commentator. Nathan, of course, who's my uh, compadre in these podcasts. And those who remember back, uh, Sam Manley, Manners, who is uh, the ultimate ghost manager. But he's good to listen to. And uh, <laughs> I have talked too much. Let's go to some more talking with other people. So, all right, lads. Hey, up. Yay. Right, oh, that is a familiar sound of, um, I'm not going to say Zoom, <laughs> but a program very similar to something that people would know as Zoom. Uh, how are we? So, mm -hmm. in the house, we've got uh, Nathan Taylor's here. Hi, Nathan. Hey, mate. You all right? <laughs> you all right? Good. Yeah. Uh, we've got Tommy Gunn, deluded one. Good evening. Yeah, it's not normally we do this in the evening. We're normally uh, first thing in the morning, aren't we? Yeah, a bit more uh, cloudy-headed, I should say. And also, it's a special treat for the hardcore fans. Uh, <laughs> the classic. <laughs> it's Sam, the Commissioner Manly. How are you, Sam? Hey. Hello, Alfie. <laughs> oh, it's the, jo the joy is back. Uh, those who don't know about Sam, he um, is a stalwart in the fantasy football leagues. And also, I don't think he's ever put together uh, a team He's just the ultimate ghost manager, right? That's b I came third in our in our second season. 
Did you though? Did you? Yes, I did. did. And did and you? I was only I was only one point off coming ahead of you, Alfie. I was ahead of you until the very the third uh, third week from the end. Oh, okay. So I stand corrected. So in theory, at the end, you were below me. Yes. Okay. But fine. Actually, let's, let's move on. But there was some there was some <laughs> reason why I felt aggrieved about that anyway. But I can't remember what it was. But I'm sure it wasn't really just. <laughs> well, have a word with your wife and see what it is, and then maybe come back to me. With it, all right. So, are we? Are you ready? Are you all ready for football to return? Let's start with you, Nathan. Are you ready? I'm more ready for the pubs to return, but I'm quite looking forward to football. Be a break from doing pub quizzes online, I guess. <laughs> you say pub quizzes <laughs> online. I say pornography. Which other way you want to do it? Yeah, I know. Tommy Gunn, Arsenal. You're a big Arsenal fan. Arsenal are going to be be. Uh, you could say could have a massive advantage because they used to be playing in empty stadiums, aren't they? What? Oh, shut up, mate. I'm not doing that joke again. So, uh, No, I'm excited about this little block of football because it's going to be this little block, then there's going to be a little summer break, and then there's going to be the season, then there's going to be the Euros. So I told that to my missus the other day, and she was like, what does that mean? I said, basically, football's going to be on for a year, like just full on for a year. So I'm quite excited about that. I'm just sort of looking at the results from the last game week. <laughs> And I don't remember this game. We beat West Ham 1-0. I mean, I have no recollection whatsoever no, of that game. I don't remember any games. But yeah, so that's sort of where we are. We've got a double, we've also got a double game week. We've got Serve City. So that's going to be interesting. Uh, basically, it's a race for fifth. Um, there's like nine teams to fit into five, maybe. Well, it depends what that fifth place is really like if the Man City ban is upheld, which it looks like it's going to be, doesn't well, it? Yeah. Does anybody... Mm. I just don't think anybody's been able to sort anything out, have they? So I'm presuming that Man City aren't going to play. So we will get that extra Champions League spot. Unless Man City get and to collapse the case for him or something. Yeah. Good old... Can we name check that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lane. <Lino. laughs> I don't worry, I'll bleep it out. So we just say it whenever we want. There we go. I just bleeped it out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, manners. I'm guessing. Uh, are you are you looking forward to football? I like what? Are you, are you looking forward to football? Oh, I'm looking forward to football. Yeah, I don't really care about all the season and stuff because I just feel like it's all going to be so asterisked. Um, that yeah, it all, is a bit. Yeah, it feels a bit like a fanfare, like, doesn't it, to a certain degree. Well, it's just, mm. I can't remember what, uh, I, I hate to use my uh, American sports analogies again, but there was, I can't remember who it was, I think it was someone like Barry Bonds or something, but like when he got the most home runs, hit the most home runs in a season, but then subsequently years later got done for massive amounts of steroids. Um, they didn't quite know what to do with his record. So instead of just scratch it from the record completely, you know how obsessed with stats they yeah, are, they yeah, just yeah. put like an asterisk next to it. So sure, he hit... 50 home runs that season, but he probably did it with steroids is the way they did it. So whatever happens now with the league, whoever's going to go where, whatever's going to happen is going to be a bit like, yeah, but it was because of that. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I think it'd be, um, it will always be a way to remember it, but like, I think, I think there's a lack of, uh, there's a certain amount of pressure that's been taken off it, actually. I think people are just up for just watching football. And but like, that precisely, yeah. yeah, because it's... You know what I was thinking about the other day? I was, I was thinking, like, because the significance, because it's always going to be asterisks, am I really that bothered what happens? I was like, I just want to watch, do, see, be involved in anything where I don't know what's going to happen. Because Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know with this whole situation, we don't want to 
going to happen. But when you watch something on TV or you look at stuff like online, it's just like there's nothing going on where there's a little bit like of I can get invested without feeling too emotional and just get excited and not know what's actually going to be the outcome. Like, have you seen the um, Have you seen any of the stats in the Bundesliga? It's quite interesting. You know, the home advantage thing is just gone. I think they were yeah, something. But Bundesliga average is like sixty percent home wheel, something like that. Um, and it's now like twenty two percent or something home wins, which is mm. extraordinary. That is extraordinary. Because so I think everybody's got a you know everybody's got a sort of a game on. It doesn't matter who you're playing in an empty stadium. It's going to be weird. And I think what's interesting is the amount of football that's also played. Time wasting, mm. mucking about, general playing to the crowd, whatever. All that kind of BS is going to go. Uh, there's going to be like another 10 minutes of football per game, which is quite good, I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah. But then you've got you've got five subs, so yeah. you can you can actually rest players rather than you. I think I think tactically it's going to be more interesting as well because you can actually make a tactical decision with five subs. Mm. Whereas in the normal system, you've got three subs. You've only really got two because you need to keep one in case somebody does actually break injury, a leg. Yeah. So, yeah, you've only got two. I and mean, how much can two subs really affect the game? Whereas if you have got it really wrong or whatever, or right, you can bring players off to rest them. I think that's quite interesting. So I'm just looking forward to this little like little block of football just sort of getting played out, really. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a few things. Like I'm looking forward to with the substitutions that might start seeing players that we wouldn't normally have seen as well. So maybe a few more young players, especially with the amount of games getting played. That it's, yeah. you know, like end of every season, you always see a few of these new youngsters wheeled out to get some experience. For I think that's going to be because really the title's done anyway. Liverpool are going to win the title, whatever happens. Yeah, now um, it's just a scrap for fourth. Yeah, and there's that going on. But I think Man City, you'll see like likes of Foden now get quite a lot of game time, I'd imagine, because Man City's season's pretty much done, isn't it? Other than the Champions League, which obviously they'll go all at now. So I'm quite looking forward to bits and little bits of intrigue like that. But I think for, back to the subject of draft fantasy, it's going to be a bit mad to try and predict any kind of lineup going forward for the rest of the season. <laughs> right. I'm glad you touched upon that because we are here to talk about fantasy football, apparently. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I've, I've quite enjoyed the break from football. I've enjoyed the break from researching fantasy football a lot <laughs> and I'm scared to go back to the numbers game. So I just wondered, uh, are you guys looking for, I mean, cause, uh, all four of us are in a draft fantasy league together, but obviously mm. some of only some of us do fantasy premier league. Uh, have you seen Nathan that in the fantasy premier league, you've got unlimited transfers. I haven't seen that. When I had a look at the app earlier, there weren't even the fixtures on there. So um, I wasn't holding out much hope on the on just the official Premier League one. But so it's unlimited. No, they've been updated. Yeah, unlimited transfers until the first game, uh, which means, uh, yeah, exactly makes it interesting because there's a double game week, and if you got a bench boost, I think we had a bench boost left. I think I'm Mm. I've put it in play because, let's face it. I mean, we could have a game week and then something could happen and it could just be all over again. So uh, yeah, yeah. double game weeks, I think, would be a rarity unless the Champions League come to play. What happens with the Champions League? I mean, UEFA I think can't... the Champions League is going to be played at the end of the season now, doesn't it? Um, like a playoff. Uh, well, yeah, it's going to be like, as like a tournament. tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah, everyone's going to go and stay there in like some sort of Ibis hotel and it's just going to be like a big scrap. Round the pool. Yeah, well, around the do it on, like a yeah. banana boat or something. <laughs> <laughs> Lads on tour. Yeah. 
<laughs> no one gets to fly home in between fixtures. Everyone's just got to stay. It's like a mini World Cup. Like Mate, mini it sounds club. brilliant. I'd be well up great. for that. You know, so many things have been forced upon us in this lockdown, which were just inconceivable before because there were so many naysayers. But suddenly, actually, if you just force things on society, you can actually make a lot of things work and make a lot of things better. Just shutting down airlines and just shutting down, you know, everything. You know, before people have been like, people have kicked off about that. Whereas now it's just like, well, we're doing it. We're doing it. And you've got to do it. So shut up. Um, yeah, but they're doing it because they, they're because they're worried about that you're going to die. Not because if someone just said, "Yeah, we're going to shut down airlines because it's just a bit annoying." Uh, finds it quite annoying. I, I'm all I'm all for I'm all for authoritarianism to this degree. I think it's too wishy washy. Too wishy-washy. Well, let's not get too far deep down the political hole, but I enjoyed that very much. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh, what are we talking about? So, okay. So, Nathan, do you want to hear my Fantasy Premier League team that I've got ready for... Yes. What is it? Game Week 30 plus, isn't it? Or something? Game, week, game Week 30... B or something. I don't know. Okay. So, bear in mind, double Game Week. In goal, we've gone for Henderson. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you've got Trent, Tierney and Basham. Uh, yeah, Tierney, double game week for Arsenal. Uh, then you've got yeah. Saka, De Bruyne, Son, Mane, Fernandez, Bruno. Mm. And then up top, Inkitia and Jesus. Oh, I'm going to play the bench boost. So on the bench, I've put Reina. They've got two games. Aurier, Mousse for Sheffield United, never know, and Williams for Tottenham, yeah. uh, for Man United versus Tottenham. Uh, oh, yeah. But I managed mm. to get Fernandez in because. And Jesus, because yeah. historically he does well against Burnley. Oh, it feels weird to be talking okay. about this, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no idea. No idea. Sounds good, though. Sounds yeah. great. I mean, we can't <laughs> predict anything, can we? Just football. No, it's going to be, I think there are going to be some mad, mad results, mad games. It's going to be fun. But I'm not sure it's going to be football as we know it's gone. For no, it's almost like a pre-season to pre-season, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Tommy Gunn, Arsenal... Now, there's a lot of feeling that Arsenal, having had time with um, mini Pep, would come back yeah. into straight into the season and be sort of ha- treat those extra months as extra training and be super good. There's also another yeah. thought. Someone was saying the other day, I forget who it was, I read it somewhere, that they'll think Arsenal will struggle without fans because without uh, the fans getting on the back for complacency, they could really struggle to defend. What do you reckon? I think the opposite. I think we're better without fans. Often, yeah, I'm miserable. Right. Everyone gets at the Emirates after about the first 10 minutes. You know, it's like, well, have we scored a goal yet? But, mate, so... there's hardly ever any fans at the Emirates. So why don't you win the league every year? No, there's, there, the problem is, is that it gets quiet and there's that old woman that we sat next to that time. <laughs> the yeah. only person you can hear. Honestly, it's the only thing you can hear in an entire stadium. It's quite scary. Dr. AM did a piece on her years ago like the woman that used to scream at Highbury. Like every mm. time the opposition got the ball and ran towards the 18-yard box, some woman would go, ah! And there was a, a little, um, what did they used to call it? Third eye thing they used to do. Um, yeah, it was that. Anyway, it's not a very good anecdote, but uh, I actually think... <laughs> I'm just interrupting very briefly uh, in real time. That's good, isn't it? I hope you're enjoying it so far. Uh, if you're not, well, you're probably not listening. If you are, 
maybe you are listening or maybe you're just too lazy to turn it off which i respect completely but if you're looking for more stuff to listen to uh did this other project very recently uh, through because of lockdown and that was desert island goals check it out it's basically the same <laughs> a bit of a ripoff of desert island discs whereas uh, the difference is my guests come on and talk about their three favorite goals and then have to choose just one before they go on desert island it's quite a nice bit of football nostalgia, actually, to be honest. Uh, you just go on Apple's, search for that, Desert Island Goals, or you can uh, search my name, Alfie Evers, or even Monkey Buns, I believe, which is my uh, my superhero alias. Yeah, it's not that exciting, is it? Anyway, let's get back to the matter in hand, and that is the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast. The reason I ask you about these Arsenal players, TG, is in the uh, Fantasy Premier League. They're the only ones I know about. Well, no, yes, there's that. <laughs> uh, but also, the the younger players are a really massively cheap option. And uh, if they're going to play, yeah. it's a really like good Enchetti, thing. Uh, you know, those guys, you know. Yeah, Martinelli Saka, and all that. Anyway, Martinelli, think, yeah. gosh, yeah. Saka and Enchetti are good picks at the moment. I think they're both good playing at a game time. They're both cheap and... I think they'll do stuff. I think that I think there's going to be a lot of go- in across all games. I think there's going to be a lot of goals between now and end of the season. Yeah. Because really, are you going to like if you're a defender or whatever, your season's over. Are you going to be like trying your hardest? I think there's going to be like mad scores. I think. Yeah, I'm. I'm gambling. I'm going with the. I'm going with the ethos of lots of goals. Yeah. Uh, I'm not picking defenders. If you're Arsenal yeah. or Aston Villa, you've basically got the only. They're the only clubs that really want to. For anything. I'm hoping Spurs might have this kind of Jose Mourinho's always or Jose Mourinho rather has always been kind of a second season manager before the traditionally first season goes completely belly up. But yeah. maybe this would be his opportunity at getting like a, almost an early second season and having spent some time with the players, yeah. starting to work with what he's got, kind of thing. There's not and in time money. with the players by breaking quarantine, uh, notably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, and, but, um, and have. Harry Kane fit. Yeah, and having a fit Harry Kane, fat, and and Son, who's managed to go back to Korea and do his military service during the quarantine. And then oh. come back, and now it's like we're still where we were. Well, he's going to be the fittest yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. He's surely going to be the fittest one, right? I don't know. He, he won, like, a special commendation as well, apparently, for his... Yeah. Uh, he was, like, the most Harry. ninja ever. That, that feels like <laughs> a very wrong <laughs> thing to say. <laughs> So I'm going to cut yeah. that out. <laughs> cut that out. In the current climate. In the current climate, we shouldn't be really be using the words ninja. We're talking about a... Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing Spurs and seeing what he does with them. I think Jeff at Tanganga could um, be... Because they need some legs around Alderweireau's legs have gone and Tongan's contract's up. I can't see... He's, up, he's off, isn't he? He's off. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, Interesting times. I'm really actually looking forward to the game on Friday against United. I think that's going to be the proper start of the season for me. Is that up there, or is that is that the lane at Spurs? It's at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Big one, big game. See, I've just been filling in the time with all these like replays, like watching old England Mm. games. I'm almost nervous about watching live football again. The the fixtures are good. There's six six o'clock kickoffs midweek. 6 p.m. Yeah, this might be controversial, but I was thinking, why don't we just do this every year? Have a winter break, 
like from March yeah. to June, and then just have this tournament at the end. That's, that's my point. Yeah. You know, people said they couldn't do it, but actually you can. If you make them, you can. So... <laughs> <laughs> Very filled of dreams. This is Ground Control to Ultimate Fantasy Podcast. Jump, they say jump. David, can you get my shoes for me? Thank you. Also, I'm hoping that on top of... Uh, not just COVID, but also BLM and stuff, that you've got, you know, I w- the commentating isn't going to be that endless sort of fucking soap opera of, like, I don't know, just that knowingness about, uh, and here we are. Like, it's just going to be a little bit more, this is just a game. Yeah, it could be more modest, I think. Yeah, a bit more modest, yeah. a bit more. This is a really nice distraction. Let's watch some sport. Let's focus on the technicalities of the game and the sport yeah. as opposed to yeah. the whole bloody isn't this the most important Dave thing Popper. for a load yeah. of f-ing men of a certain age in this country uh, that, that yeah. I hate that sort of hubris about it hubris, yeah. and, and yet and, here um, we are recording a podcast about it sure <laughs> I, absolutely here we are. I, I'm just <laughs> saying white middle class guy <laughs> no no but I'm, I'm just saying I'm looking forward to that being different like there's certain stuff that I'm not looking forward to it. I do think it'll be a bit shit about like the crowd it'll be interesting for a first bit and then it'll be like yeah training game so yeah i'm not looking yeah, forward yeah. to that uh, no, whoa, 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 whoa. hold the phone because you didn't see the german games manners no i'm, I'm, I'm telling I you i watched it for a couple then i got bored because it was weird no but did you not watch i watched the dortmund um munich game and that was i was honestly i had no idea there's no one in the i had to remind myself there was no one in the stadium because they're pressing the buttons tempering the mood of the crowd so when there's oohs and ahs they're even booing the referee i mean what a great job that guy's had whoever presses the buttons they're going to do anti-Semitic chants at Arsenal Tottenham. <laughs> oh, hopefully. It's fine. <laughs> I, listen, they can roll me out. I, I'll come in and, and I'll do it. And then they can't be called out for being anti-Semitic because it was a Jew that did the chants on the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, sure. Is that how it's fine. It's fine. Let's go fine. with that. Let's go with that. that. Nothing mm. could go wrong. So, Manners, do you want to talk about Draft Fantasy for a bit? No, I mean, I need to log on. I need to figure the shit how to do it again. I probably need to sort out my team. It was this terrible state was in beforehand. Um, You've had two months. <laughs> you, you could arrest the, arrest the slide. I gen- If I'm honest, I genuinely didn't think there would be any football played. No, I because, didn't. Because um, I thought... I was I was baffled by it for a bit because I was kind of like, well, what does it matter if there's crowds in there or not? That's not how they make the money. It's not the gates that make the money. Um, so I was thinking, oh, they should. But then I was, but then is the pandemic increased? I was just like, yeah, but it's it's still there's still going to be like what a hundred people at the stadium, probably at least, mm-hmm. really. Um, well, no, probably about 100 people are involved in getting the game on in some, deg- some degree. And then then you're going to, like, you, that, that if subsequently read in the papers that you're going to have to have police presence there for if Liverpool win or whatever. And um, I was just thinking, yeah, it's just going to be more hassle than it's worth. I think they're just going to sack it off. But So I'm genuinely surprised that it's, it's actually happening. I also thought at one point when they were saying they were going to bring it back, I was like, oh, yeah, by then there'll probably be some horrible second wave or some kicker. So I'd, I'm, I'm still... Amazed that was actually going. What's it? Wednesday night. It's tomorrow. Two two nights time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm. I'm still amazed it's actually going to happen. So yeah, I need to accept the fact that it is and get back on fence. But uh, yeah, my season's dead and gone. So I'm just going to. It, it was so nice to see all the notifications popping up on my screen. Issue we're doing some 
pointless trades. Um, <laughs> just like, just it just added an air of normality. You know, when you see someone just obviously yeah. logged on to go and do some bad transfer, desperate scrabbling around on the freeze. Yeah, and, uh, Alfie with his usual trick of uh, picking up one player, 30 <laughs> seconds later, that player's back in the bin. New player picked up, 30 seconds later, they're in the bin. <laughs> it's like being in a sweet shop, isn't it? You're like, oh, I won that one. No, I won that one. And then, you know. Yeah, but it, yeah, but yeah. when you're waiting for the, um, when you're waiting for the, uh, what's it called? On the Friday waiver. and Tuesday. The waiver. That's it. It's so long, so I've forgotten all the names. Um, it, blocks a, <laughs> it, blocks a, it blocks that player out, so nobody else can pick them up. So I don't think we should really be doing that. Clothes on. I'm just looking at the fixtures. It's quite interesting. There's between Wednesday night and the and mid July, so basically a month. There are two days with no football, so yeah. it's going to be good. These games, what well, they're shared between Sky, BT, and the Beeb. The Beeb have got what four games? They've got the, the really bad ones, like nobody yeah. is at mid tenth v twelfth, when no one's Bournemouth anywhere. Bournemouth Palace they've got is on Saturday. Bournemouth Palace, okay. Yeah, there's four well, games. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's so I do do the fixture list very quickly for our listeners. Hi, listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, game week 30 asterisk. Uh, we've got Wednesday is Villa against Sheffield United, Man City against Arsenal. Then on Friday, so we've got a night off on the Thursday. So, if you're going to go dating, now's the time to do that. Uh, Friday, uh, back indoors, uh, Norwich against Southampton, Tottenham against Man United, Saturday. Uh, Watford against Leicester, Brighton against Arsenal, West Ham against Wolves, Bournemouth against Palace. Unbelievable. Sunday. Mate, still going. Newcastle versus Sheffield United, Aston Villa against Chelsea, Everton versus Liverpool, Merseyside hmm. Derby. And on Monday, this is the final one of the game week. That's Man City versus Burnley. But then that's the end of game week, this game week, in terms of playing fantasy football. But then a new game week, I believe, starts on the Tuesday. So bear that in mind. Yes. <laughs> so basically, it's all hmm. systems go. Just keep changing out players. Yes. Just keep changing out. See what happens. It finishes on the yeah. 22nd, it starts again on the 23rd. So basically it's just it's just going to be... Men- it's like that bit over Christmas where there's just loads of games and you just lose track of it. You can't remember when your bin's supposed to be put no. out. It's just mental. You just you just lose it all. So just eating loads of cheese and, you know, pissed all the time. So that's basically <laughs> gonna, what it's going to be like for everyone. lockdown, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that's, what it's, that's what it's been the last three months, but just no football. So just add, adding in an extra, an extra element to it. It's quite exciting. So I think we're all in, agree, in agreement that none, none of us know what we're going to do in terms of, because we've got nothing to go on, there's no stats, we don't know how this is going to plan out, we don't know how, which players they go for, etc. Let's all pick a game, uh, a fixture, we have to get the score correct, and we'll choose the first one, Wednesday 17th of June, Aston Villa against Sheffield United at six o'clock. Uh, TG, what are you going to go for score score wise? I'm going away win three one. Three one away win Sheffield United. Okay, Nath. Sheffield United to win five three. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so because I've got Ollie McBurney and this <laughs> this fixture list. I'm looking at it and it looks like it feels it feels like it's going to go with the way of the lesser players, doesn't it? it has that vibe? Mm. Uh, the grafters. Uh, Manners. Scoreless draw. I, I have no Scoreless idea after everything happening. we said. I don't know if everything... Uh, uh, I don't know what's happening in the Bundesliga behind closed doors, but I just feel like without the crowd cheering everyone on, without, it's all going to be a bit like, oh, don't want to get near play. No, scoreless draw. 
Well, I agree with your sentiment of being affected by the crowd, but I would say it's going to be more like pre-season. And in pre-season, you get loads of crazy scores and loads of rubbish players scoring. So I'm going to go with 6-1 Sheffield United. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm actually going to go with... Did someone else say 3-1? Yeah, I did. Tommy. I, I think I think I think three ones a good shout to be honest. So I'm mm. jumping on that bandwagon. Right, you want to play a quiz? Yeah. Yep. Right. So this is just uh, winners of the Golden Boots. All right, you can't look in computer. I'm going to give a year, and you have to give the three Golden Boot winners. Premier League Golden Boot. Premier League Golden Boot. Not allowed to. No okay. cheating. 1997 to the 98 season. There was three top Alan goals. Shearer. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> top, three top goal scorers. Or joined an uh, eighteen goals each. Three strikers. Okay. All of them English. Mm. Who wants to go when? first? Ninety eight. Ninety seven. Ninety eight. Ninety seven. Ninety eight. Okay. I was going to say Ian Wright, but he was past. No. Him. Alan Andy Shearer. Cole. No, Andy no, Cole. Alan Shearer. No, Andy, Andy Cole. Cole. One at a time. One at a time. This is getting crazy. No, no, Alan. No, Andy Cole. Right. Who uh, wants to guess? Sir Leslie of Ferdinand. No. Chris Sutton. Uh, yes, yes, Manners. Yeah. Come on! <laughs> Chris Sutton. Chris Sutton, top goal scorer. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. 1998. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was still good. It was still good. It was still good. Teddy Sheringham. Hang on. Can't I have you all speak at once? Come up. Go on, Nath. Teddy Sheringham. No. Shearer. We had Shearer. It's, it's not Shearer. Gotta be Shearer. It's not Shearer. What? It's not Shearer. I think Hang on. We've, we've only got one of them so far. And that was Chris Sutton. I don't believe that. And not Les Ferdinand. Come on. The England striker. Oh, I was going to say it might be Nick and Ilka. England striker. English. Michael Owen. What's that, Nathan? Michael Owen. Michael Michael Owen. Owen. (laughs) You'll go for Michael Owen. Yes, it's Michael Owen. And one more. Emil Heskey. Emil Heskey. No, no, no. This one's quite a surprise, actually. I would tell you that he played... He's still very much in the public eye on television. Okay. Um, and there's oh, all... Dion Dublin. Dion Dublin. There we go. Uh, uh, oh, good on Dion. I don't believe that. I do not believe that. It was, it was only 18 goals, mate. Only 18 goals. In yeah. fact, the next That's season... A lot of goals. The next season... It's not really considering the year before, Shearer got 25. The year before that, Shearer got 31. The year before they got 34. Andrew Cole got 34 before that. Sheringham was the top goal scorer in the inaugural season of the Premier League, if you didn't know that. Did I you thought know Blackburn that? were yeah. relegated by about 1998, but obviously not. He went to Newcastle in 96, um, in the summer of 96, just after Euro 96. Alan Shearer did. Yeah, he um, did. But yeah, then yeah. he was injured quite a lot in the first few seasons, wasn't he? He had a big knee injury. No, his first season he won Golden Boot, but then yeah. after that, when Keegan left, he was there was a bit of trouble. He scored so many knee. goals. As a centre forward, you know, it was a totally different game. You know, a big, muscly, powerful centre forward like Shearer, he just, he didn't really, you know, he just hung around waiting for the ball to come to him and then just, just elbowed his way in and smashed it in. That's, <laughs> but he wasn't he always did. like that. He wasn't Where, always like that, injury, no. Before his knee uh, injury, he was like a very pacey, you watch the goals in the first couple of seasons mm. of Blackburn in the Premier League and the amount of goals he gets where actually it's a ball over the top and he races onto yeah. it and finishes. Yeah, big player. A completely different player after the probably the second 
knee injury and then he completely changed his game up and then uh, my memory of him is that always at the back if he wasn't thundering the volley in from 30 yards he's generally climbing all over the centre half at the back post yeah. elbowing and doing whatever and I remember him most uh, sort of Newcastle just doing that just just sort yeah. of muscling about on the 18 yard box and then just like wellying it and just smashing in the top mm. corner do you remember he went through that massive lull for England where he didn't he kept he played every in the run up to 96 yeah. Yeah. but he didn't score for like two years like 15 apparently. games two ridiculous years. wasn't it was it, is that what it was two years two years something like that yeah they said right. it they said it on the thing I watched the other day but St. Manners, did you want to say anything? What, about that question? Just about anything, really. <laughs> no, I mean, Shearer was a great player, you know, liked him. Uh, can he we was just on your all... Desert Island goals. He was on your Desert yeah. Island goals. Can, can we also just appreciate that I just got Chris Sutton? Yeah, like, he did, he no, did, no. he did. And he did. actually, he was he was a player that I have literally no, uh, no understanding of whatsoever because he, <laughs> like that that bit between sort of like well, birth and like 97 where I took an active interest in football. If you weren't involved in international football, I didn't know who the hell mm. you were. And of course, Chris Sutton mm. famously wasn't. So when I got interested in football in 98 or around 97, 98, and, and then I was like basing everything on inter- the bit of international football I knew about, I was like, well, f- I've never heard of this Chris Sutton guy who apparently mm. won the Prem and was, you know, took everything by storm, but he famously fell out. Was some, oh, what, he, what was it again? Glenn Hoddle wouldn't play for the B team. That's it, yes. And I, and then, and I, that what's got me a little bit hooked into football because I started to realise that. And then there was the Cantona thing, and like because that was the other thing. I was like, okay, of the domestic football stuff I do know about, Cantona's, you know, this god. And why haven't I seen him in more international tournaments? Same thing, Ginola, same sort of thing. Mm, yeah, it was. Um, mm. And so uh, that's why I remember Chris Sutton because he was like the best English forward that never was in. England never in an England uh, shirt well that's interesting so, that's actually Matt Letizia, that, happened to, that happened to a lot of players didn't they where they fell out with Glenn Hoddle and then just massively overlooked he tried to do it to Tony Adams but then realised Tony was actually quite good and he couldn't yeah, do he it was. he but was there were, a, there, were a, there were a lot that he just was like Ray Parler for instance like you're not getting in my side I don't like you you go away I think it's because he's he was a, a, Ray, a Ray Parler took the mickey out of um, of Eileen Eileen Drury. Drury didn't he yeah, yeah. And he said <laughs> he something he along the lines. Did you not hear this? He asked yeah, for a haircut. He asked for a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. No, he <laughs> he walked in. So Ray Parler walks in to see Eileen Jewelry Manners, right? And she goes, Hi, come in, sit down. And he goes, All right, love. Yeah, short back and sides, please. No, no. <laughs> Apparently she laughed, but Glenn was not. She happy. laughed. Glenn went Glenn went mental, threw him out, and said you'll never play for England again. And he didn't and at the time he was playing bloody well yeah he was playing well it's funny though because anyway. if you think about our team in 98 like he so Hoddle gets rid of Gaza and you know everyone remembers all of that business but like then he took Batty and I know you need balance and defensive midfielder but like I know, I know this is probably not an original thought but they always say stuff like you know the best managers are able to get like if you've got like you know a Paul Ince who is boss in the midfield anyway is the governor or whatever he used to be called Surely you could fit Gazza into the squad somehow and bring in that flair. No, like, he sh- he should have played. He should have taken Matt Letizier. Matt Letizier is quite easily yeah. one of our most yeah. gifted player ever. Like any other country, that would have built a team around him. But in England, we can't cope. And the ironic ironic thing uh, was or is is that Glenn Hoddle was that type of player that 
was mm. underused as well. And it, it's just so strange. I think sometimes it just comes down to personality. If you just don't like someone as a person, maybe you just don't choose them if they don't travel well or... Yeah. I don't know. Well, as a manager, you know, that's what you've got to do, isn't it? You're the manager. You can only take so many players. You've got to, you've got to manage. You've got to deal with it. But the stuff However that Letizia think- used to do... And he took... Uh, Glenn Hoddle took... Rob Lee instead, and Rob Lee was like thirty-two, and Rob Lee. So, like, who yeah. would you take, Matt Letizia or Rob Lee? So there we have it. That was our first um, lockdown fantasy football podcast, ultimate fantasy podcast, of course. I hope you enjoyed it. Look, I understand it's just blokes blathering on, but I, you know, I think we talked about some half decent things at least. And the overall writing for theme, if you are looking for fantasy tips and stuff, um, I think, uh, I mean, you could go on Twitter and you could still people doing lots of stats research Personally, I think those stats are out the window. I think they're obsolete. I think you've got to treat this like a new season. And there's a lot of young players that we feel will get a lot of game ter- uh, game time. Sorry, There's going to be a lot of rotation. I mean, Giroud can come into play. You've got to look at lesser teams and their players. I mean, Sheffield United, I say lesser team, I mean, they're right up there, aren't they? But in terms of the price spectrum, uh, they're much cheaper. Um and in pre-season and beginning of seasons, normally the smaller teams fare better. I mean, that's historically. Whether that's going to be the case, we don't know. So good luck. Uh, you can always message us on Twitter. And like I said, feedback's always good uh, at the Ultimate Fantasy Podcast. Is that the Twitter handle? I don't know. Um, I should know. It's been so long. What can I say? Um, yes. And so as the weeks go on, as the games go on, we'll just put a few of these out. And we'll talk about football. We'll have a bloody good time yeah let's just all have a good time so uh take care yourselves and each other and uh big up to people and if you do want to follow people on twitter do check out uh, uh my, my friend will of course um he's a spurs fan but don't that put you off but he's been very active in terms of keeping up the stats and investigating fantasy football and that's at top marks top underscore marks you probably find the link in our episode blurb all right until next time take care in the pocket to the top